In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today, the Sunday is on a very peculiar calendar event. And what I mean by it is this. Last Thursday was the Feast of the Body of Christ. Next Friday, the Friday of this week, is the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So the Sunday falls between two very important feasts. Now these were additional feasts that came on. They weren't right away from 2,000 years ago. They were put into the calendar. And the reason for that is because the church, through the Holy Spirit, felt needed to add more feasts so that we can be reminded of God's love for us, how much God is serving us, and what is God willing to do for us. So it's not an original feast for us in our church. It actually came probably just a couple of hundred years ago. But it fits with today's gospel. And to me, it's a phenomenal revelation of who God is and what he is expecting from us. Let's begin. What is God trying to show in this body and blood? To such a degree that he sacrificed for us, that he gives us his own body to be food for us. And he reveals it in the pictures of the Sacred Heart, how much it is on fire for us. And so what's our response? God says to us, I want the closest people and the furthest people from you to be close to me and to treat them as if they're my children. And this is where it gets weird. I don't know if you noticed the, uh, the reading from St. Paul, which is the second reading. It's an embarrassing reading. And the reason why it's an embarrassing reading, because I'll tell you this, by the way. Um, years ago, when I gave a homily about it, I got in trouble. Somebody called the bishop on me. I'm not joking. Bishop the next day called me up and said, what did you say? Nothing more than what St. Paul said. What is St. Paul talking about? Intimacy. And the kind of intimacy that is only found between a husband and a wife. No other kind. And it's that intimacy where St. Paul is saying, look, and if you notice the words, he says, ladies, your body no longer uh, belongs to you, it belongs to your husbands. And this is where a lot of men just come on and go, yes. But if you notice, men, your bodies no longer belong to you. It belongs to the ladies, and the ladies are going, Phew. But the reality of it is, if you notice the wording, it's possession, but not so that you can control. It's actually intimate to such a degree that you become one. My spouse's body is mine. I care for my spouse like the way I care for my own body and the needs of my body. Well, that's really profound and where St. Paul is trying to take this. Well, that's the most intimate person and the closest person to you. God is saying to you today, I want you to care for that person as if they're your own body because they are my body. And especially when they, all of you, receive my body, that's my body. Very profound. And that's actually kind of easier than the second one. The teacher who comes to Jesus and is trying to test him. So this teacher is coming to, let's say, punch Jesus and prove that he's a fake. 
Jesus comes out and says some of the most beautiful things. Well, first of all, he throws a question right back at him. Um, what are the most important things to get to heaven? So, okay, how do you read the law? And the teacher answered correctly. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus, the guy coming at him with a punch, and Jesus opens up his arms and says, Yes, do this and you will live. The man got embarrassed. Who is my neighbor? Keep this in mind throughout this whole week. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus gives the absolute worst case scenario. Man falls, he gets beaten up. Priest! Why couldn't the priest help the man? Because he was going to pray. And if he thinks that man is dead, and if he touches a dead man that whole day, he can't pray. So what is Jesus saying? That priest can't pray to God if he helps this man who's fallen. So what is he saying? A lot of times we put worship without service. It was a priest and it was a Levite, which is like a deacon. Well, who comes to help? You want to know how bad this situation is? It's like a Ukrainian saying that a Russian came and helped me in the midst of all this war. And he's the one that saved my life. That's the worst case scenario that Jesus can give. Side note, for those who know me, it's been a while. It's going to be a long homily. I haven't given a long homily like this since yesterday. So, <laughs> so bear with me. It's like a story. A lot of the church fathers say, do you know who the Samaritan man is? He's a great image of Jesus. He was rejected, but he didn't reject. He sees a man almost dead. He sees us in our sinfulness and pain. What does he pour in our wounds? Wine and oil. Wine and anointing. Anointing of the sick, anointing at baptisms, anointing in priesthood. All of them have a healing touch to them. He doesn't quit. He puts them on his donkey. He brings it where? To the inn. What's the inn? That's the church. What is Jesus saying in this parable? Kind of a little bit deeper in the sense, I've given my graces to the church so that the church can be an instrument of healing. And if it needed more, I will give it even more graces. Here's two denarii. You need more, you spend all you need to spend. I've got more money to spend on this enemy. Interesting. What does this say to us? Who is your neighbor? The closest person to you and the furthest person to you. And you can't do it on your own. You can't take care of the person closest to you, your spouse, and you can't take care of the person furthest away from you, your enemy. That's why we have these feasts. It's his body that helps me. It's his heart that beats for my sake to strengthen me, to be able to overcome all of this. And how am I able to overcome all of this? Because worship without service isn't enough. And yet the final story, he says, service without worship isn't enough either. 
Some people like, you know, I like to go out there and I like to do and I like to be and whatever. And that's my, that's my prayer, my, my work, and I've heard this, I've actually heard this from a priest, my work is my prayer. And Jesus says no. Exactly, no. The Holy Spirit sometimes speaks through these kids. Next time you get up here and do the homily. Martha and Mary. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. What is she doing? She's worshiping. She's adoring. She's listening. She's receiving. Now, when I've gone to people's homes, the last person that I see is the mother of the house. Where is she? In the kitchen. What is she doing? She's preparing. Come, please sit. I want to see you too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And she's running up and down. And you wonder if Jesus saw this. Don't forget. Jews are Chaldeans, so it's the same thing. Their origins from the Ur of the Chaldeans. So Jesus is seeing all of this, but he doesn't want to say anything. Martha gets frustrated. She's reached her limit. She can't do it anymore. And who, she does, who does she scream at? Mary? No, she screams at Jesus. Now, she's got guts. Give her that. Can't you see I'm busy? Can't you see I'm doing all this work and you're not allowing my sister to help me? Oh, Martha. Oh, Martha. You know she's chosen the better thing. And again, based on the first story, worship without service is no good. Service without worship. So what is he saying to us? He's saying to us, I need to see you so that I can love you and in loving you, you may be able to love and to serve. You need me. You need love. And the greatest love is for me to love you, says the Lord. And then you can be able to serve and to love, whether you're serving the church or you're serving others or you're serving your family. That's what God is saying to us today. So, if, you know, I was thinking about this and I thought, you know, if we ever had a Chaldean version of St. Valentine's Day, today's be the perfect day. You see, Jesus says, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. And it's yours too, because a lot of people outside don't see what you see. Don't hear what you hear. Don't believe what you believe. And matter of fact, if anything, it's falling apart. Slowly but surely. But he's saying, blessed are your eyes, which means... Love and seeing God's work in action. Taking that and sharing it with the most intimate person next to you, as well as to be able to share with the rest of the world in a different way, but especially with, even if it has to be, our enemies. And to do it while adoring God. I think we hit on every element of love, every element of worship and every element of service. So, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Chaldean Love Day, where you get to love your love, love your family, love your community, and it starts with loving your God. And what an awesome day that would be. So let's take this for this week. Let's take it in how I can love not me looking for love, not me looking for you to serve me, but how can I serve you?
What can I do for you? And in doing so, always keep in mind what we always say. Blessed be the name of Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.